Welcome to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge podcast.
Pray with me, please. God, open our hearts, our minds. Help us hear your voice clearly. Call us. May we be faithful to hearing and going. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. I was a sophomore in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. What was God's purpose for my life? What could I do to meet the world's greatest need? All of that. I followed the stereotypical route of a college student. I picked business administration. Reason, uh, I had been in business courses in high school in a number of ways. And it just made sense to continue this in college but not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. 
Core classes were, well, boring, difficult. Business courses were going okay. Macroeconomics, statistics, business communications, but I wasn't satisfied. My college was a liberal arts Baptist college. Each student was required to take an intro to the New Testament, an intro to Old Testament before graduating. I was okay in my business courses, but I loved those religion courses and my philosophy classes. But I was a business student. I'd never considered changing my major to religious studies. I never felt qualified for ministry. Who was I? I was terrified of public speaking, still am. I didn't fit the picture of the hellfire evangelistic preachers I had grown up with as a child, still don't. So why was I drawn to those courses dealing with ultimate matters of life? Was God calling me to ministry? I never got a visit from an angel. I didn't have wonderful choirs of angels that sounded like those who led us this morning. There were no glowing tablets that only I could read. Then I began paying attention to the comments made by students, and faculty members, mentors, saying things like, you're a business student? Really? I, I was certain you were going to be a pastor. Hmm. Over and over again, these comments. One day, a childhood pastor of mine came to town. We had lunch. I was telling him how things were going. I was a business student. But I was really drawn to those religion and philosophy classes. And he said, well, Leonard, I knew you were going to be a pastor back when you were in youth group. So I went back and changed my major to religious studies. Sometimes it takes someone else to help us hear God's voice calling. A friend, a teacher, a mentor, a parent certainly was like that for young Samuel. God was calling out to the boy, Samuel, Samuel, yet he did not recognize the voice of God. Until old priest Eli caught on, told Samuel who it was. Sometimes it takes someone else to help us hear the voice of God calling. It was certainly that way for Samuel. Do you remember Samuel, right? Do you know his mother? It's Mother's Day. Fitting for us to talk about Samuel's mom. His mom was Hannah. Hannah couldn't have children. And Hannah turned to God and prayed and prayed and prayed. And finally, she promised God, if you give me a son, I will dedicate him to God. Give him to you for your service. When Samuel was born, she kept her word. And our story picks up where Samuel is serving in the temple of Shiloh. He was born in a rather depressing disappointing chapter in Israel's life. Our story is framed by a family tragedy with Eli and his sons and 
the disastrous war Israel had with the Philistines. The Israelites were defeated. They lost the Ark of the Covenant. The country was weak politically and economically. The people and the priests were morally corrupt, engaged in brutality, undisciplined religion. Israel was longing for a king like David. But God doesn't rush them to that yet. Now for every good turning point in a story, in a life, in a chapter, there's a hard corner, a hard turn. For every hope, there's first a death. For every new light of joy, there seems to be a valley of a shadow of darkness. Samuel was born in that bitter, dark, depressing season of Israel's history. 1 Samuel 3, 1 says, The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There seemed to be a distance between God and people. It felt like an absence. The word of God was rare. The people of Israel desperately needed a new and fresh vision from God. They needed hope. But how? God always surprises God's answer was Samuel. Only Samuel was young. He was a boy, it says. And Eli the priest was old and dying. Eli represented the old establishment. The old way God had worked. God was allowing to die in order for something new to break forth. And wasn't it the birth of Samuel a brand new thing? Born of a barren woman. Not yet an insider, not yet an adult, not educated, without experience in hearing God's voice. God had a new and good future for his people and would do it in a new way. We might imagine Eli jealous of this young boy who got a special word from God. Maybe resistant to a new thing happening. Notice in the midst of these rare words of God that God speaks not to old Eli, but to new young Samuel, but who had never heard God's voice, did not have the years of Eli's experience. Samuel needed Eli. The young need the old. Samuel needs old Eli, but even Eli needs something. Eli needed Samuel. The old need the young. In order for Eli to hear this new word of God, he had to rely on Samuel. Samuel is open for advice in guidance. Eli is open to share his wisdom. You hear that? Samuel is open for advice, listening for wisdom. Eli is open, willing to share advice and guidance. That's how God works. 
That's how God was working in this call story. When Eli finally caught on that the voice Samuel was hearing was God's, Eli dug down deep into his experience, into his knowledge of God and says, next time you hear that voice, you say this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel was listening, but he thought it was Eli's voice. By God's grace, each of us is called to a good purpose. Maybe we're like Samuel, who was asking, what is my purpose in life? Maybe you're asking. Maybe you're at midlife. Maybe you're older. and still asking, what is God's purpose in my life? Or maybe you're like old Eli, And you realize that the way to participate in God's good purposes and God's plan is to provide guidance and counsel to these young folk. To be there to give advice and support and resources. The Samuels need Eli's. And the Eli's need the Samuels. We need each other. And by listening to each other, we learn how God is working and moving in our lives. It's Mother's Day. There was another who participated in Samuel's calling. In Israel's grand future. God's plan was rooted more deeply here in the faithfulness and devotion of a mom. A mother A mother who was willing to risk releasing her son into God's care. A mother who trusted God so that Samuel grows up, goes forth, plays a pivotal role in the future of Israel and its monarchy. Samuel will grow up and he will anoint the first king, Saul. And then he will find David. And then you will find him, David, in the genealogy of another king, the king of kings. God calls us. Once upon a time, there was a man named Moses. He heard God calling him. Rescue his people from the grips of slavery. My people are suffering. Go. I want you to lead them out of Egypt. It's a monstrous task. Moses says, I can't do it. I can't speak. God says, yes, you can. I will be with you. There was a man named Gideon. One day heard God's voice. My people are oppressed by the Midianites. Gather horses. Drive the enemy away. And Gideon says, no, thanks. I can't do it. There was a man named Jonah. One day heard God's voice. Jonah, go to Nineveh, capital of that monstrous empire. Tell them to change or die. Jonah says, so long. Then there was Jeremiah, a youth. He heard God's voice. Jeremiah, I appoint you a prophet to the nations. 
And Jeremiah says, no, I don't speak well. I'm just a boy. Well, some things never change. The same responses can be heard today. Girls and boys, men and women, young and old, people in midlife, not embracing God's call for their purpose in life. Too young, too old. But says who? Why are we not embracing our call? And why stop with individuals? There are churches too, whole churches, responding the same way. We can't. We're too set in our ways. We're too comfortable. We're too old. We're too new. We're too small. We're too strapped. We're too different. We're too scared. Like individuals, even churches, can listen to self-limiting voices and excuses. Seeking comfort and security over the risk of trusting in God's call. What if we stopped limiting ourselves and started listening to God's unique call on our lives? What if we started listening for God's higher purpose for each of us to becoming more ready to risk our comfort and harmony for the sake of spending this one life together well. We might make a big difference. We might make a big difference in this community. We might make a great difference in our world if we stop telling God we can't and started embracing God's you can and you will. It's costly and risky. But this is your one life. You have this one life. Why waste it on something small? You have just one life. Why waste it on smallness? Listen to these words from a poem by Miguel de Inamuno. Shake off this sadness and recover your spirit. Sluggish, you will never see the wheel of fate that brushes your heels as it turns going by. The only thing that lasts is the work. Start then, turn to the work, throw yourself like seed. Don't turn your face, for this would be to turn it to death. And do not let the past weigh down your motion. Do not let the past weigh down your motion. Throw yourself like seed. We are self-limiting. God says you can. Mother Hannah was barren, but Hannah trusted God. Priest Eli was old, but Eli yielded to God's new thing. Judge Samuel was young, but Samuel listened to the old and heard God calling. 
When Samuel first hears God's voice, he says, here I am. When he's listening to God, he says, speak, for your servant is listening. Here we are. Here we are. Speak, for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. Can you say that? Will you say it? Speak, for your servant is listening. Are we listening? Pray with me, please. Lord, it's difficult to hear your voice. We need the help of others. Parents, mentors, friends, teachers. Give those folks the courage to share their wisdom. We need the young who are listening for the new thing you're doing. To listen to us and to follow you. Our future depends on it. Your church depends on it. Now speak and your servants, we're listening. In Christ we pray. Amen.
Thanks for tuning into They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the Baltimore Baptist Church of Baton Rouge podcast. Please like, review, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. If you have any questions, please submit them through the Anchor app. Or join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. right in our own Broadmoor Baptist Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Otherwise, I hope you have a good week.